You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The HBO show Real Sports has given us some great content over the years, and boy, I felt kind of attached to the segment that they did last night on Don Nelson, former Mavs coach, the great Nelly. And we've talked about this. He is basically retired to uh, the island of Maui, where he damn near owns half the island. And he is a weed farmer now. And he has like, I don't know, 22 different strains of weed that he's growing, including one called Nelly Kush, which is his own private stock. But he's such an interesting person. And around here, it's uh, dank. We have uh, really good, you know, feelings for Nelly because he was part of the Maverick Renaissance after a decade of horribleness. It was Nelly and Donnie and Cuban and Dirk and Finley and Nash and Nick Van Exel. And God, that was just so much fun. And the way that the NBA is played now, that's Nelly ball. That's what they called Nelly ball or small ball, but it was. I'm going to put smaller, skilled players out on the floor because I don't have use for a big guy that can't shoot or dribble or pass. And now if you look at it, the big guys need to be able to shoot and dribble or pass or they're going to get run right off the court. Nelly was ahead of his time in a lot of ways. And so Bryant Gumbel flew to Maui and did a piece on Nelly and just what an interesting guy he is. And he's got – we got a couple sound clips we're going to get into. But if our listeners remember – Last year, uh, for our summer vacation, me and my wife went back to Maui and we brought our kids with us. We got married in Maui 17 years ago. And I we had always kind of said, hey, you know, we have our 10-year anniversary or 10-year, uh, you know, anniversary. We're going to go to Maui. Well, 10 years came and we couldn't afford it. And we kept pushing it off and pushing it off. And last summer just seemed perfect. And our kids were, you know, 12 and 10. So I was like, all right, let's go. And... I had reached out to Nelly because Donnie told me to, and he ended up. I ended up playing golf with him, and then we went on this crazy adventure, which I retweeted last night, Ben, because there was three. It was three full segments. Oh my god! It ended up being forty nine minutes of radio, <laughs> and I guess KT or Shippy had gone in and put it all into one podcast, mm-hmm. and so I found it last night and retweeted it, and I hadn't relived that experience since a year ago. So before I, I taped Real Sports last night, before I watched it, I sat down and I put on the podcast to try to, I want to relive this. And, you know, it was really fun. And about halfway through it, my son Desmond comes walking in. And he's a big player in that thing because Nelly took me and my wife and my kids on this adventure to this place that almost killed us. It was really crazy. And as I was telling the story on the podcast, you and KT – we're laughing and asking all these great questions. And it was this fun conversation. And man, my son got so invested in that podcast. He was like hanging on every word. And when you and KT would laugh, he would start laughing. And, uh, and he, he kept going, man, I forgot about all this. This is great. You know? And so when we, we were done listening to it, I said, well, Des, uh, Nelly's on TV. Do you want to watch this real sports right now. And dude, it's like 1230 at night and he's just laying in bed with me. My wife is snoring next to us. He goes, yeah, let's fire it up. So we fire up this real sports and it, it had reminded me, I didn't realize this. Desmond had no idea who Nelly was. Like he didn't know, he didn't know he was the coach of the Mavericks. He didn't know that he was the winningest coach of all time. 
And so at the beginning of the piece, it starts with Bryant Gumbel narrating it and Nelly's as the Milwaukee Bucks coach, you know, and so he's in his 40s. And back then, you know, he's got short hair and a beer belly. Now, you know, as we talked about, he looks like a Yeti, a giant beard and flowing hair, and he's got weed and cigars all the time. He's just this crazy mountain man. Was he a good player when he played? Yeah. So he, you know, the clip, you'll see the same clip of Nelly every single time, and it's a legendary shot in the, I think it was the Eastern Conference Finals. Maybe it was the Finals. But he caught a loose ball, and he pulled up from 15 feet. It hits the back of the rim. It shoots straight up in the air and goes in. Every time there's a Nelly clip, but he was a part of five different NBA uh, Celtic championship teams, and his number is retired by the oh, Celtics. Wow. So he's part of, you know, whenever they have the Hall of Fame discussion, Nelly could get in on his merits as a player alone. To have your number retired by the Celtics and won five championships, that's big. Well, then he he's the, I believe he's the only coach still, I could be wrong, still, KT, mm-hmm. in NBA history to win Coach of the Year three times. He won Coach of the Year three times and never coached a team to a championship. But he's the guy that drafted Steph Curry. And if you guys want to see this thing come full circle, at the time of the draft, their people were mixed on Steph Curry, and there was rumors that Phoenix was trying to trade with Golden State to get the pick to draft Steph Curry. At the time, the general manager of the Phoenix Suns was Steve Kerr. Wow. And now it comes all full circle. This team that Nelly kind of conceived of, eventually Steve Kerr comes in and takes it to these ultimate heights. But I told you guys when I went to Maui, and uh, in this piece, this Bryant Gumbel piece, if you watch it, he shows you Nelly's poker room. And that's where I hung out with Nelly after we uh-huh. played golf. And that's where he was like, he says the greatest player he ever coached was Steve Nash. He goes, probably Nash or Curry. Wow. He said that over Dirk, but Nelly loves guards. He loved Tim Hardaway. His whole offense was based on my guard's going to attack and shoot, attack and shoot, attack. That's what he wanted, and that's what the NBA is now. He was just ahead of his time. But it was so much fun watching this a year later after going on that crazy adventure and my son getting to see Nelly when Nelly was in his prime, and it just I could see just the wheels turning in my son's head as he realized who took them, who took him on that crazy adventure. Like, hey, this guy's famous. This is one of the most important guys in NBA history. So we'll we'll play some of these clips, but this is the intro, and it's basically focusing on the fact that now Nelly is a weed farmer. You smoke every day? Oh, yeah. Do your plants require a lot of attention up there on the farm? Yeah. you got to treat it like a baby. Really? you got to water them. you got to have music for them. you gotta, <laughs> you got to bless them when you go in. <laughs> it's a whole process, I'm telling you. <laughs> Although he's been around it most of his life, it took a famous friend to get him involved. Willie just kept passing me a joint and I'd pass it on and then they kind of tease me and I said, well, look, I can't, I'm coaching, you know, so I quit coaching. (laughs) (laughs) I took a hit. (laughs) How'd you guys cross paths? Uh, Well, you know, we both play poker and, uh, you know, I kind of host a poker game over there occasionally and he comes by. We usually play on up until sometimes daylight. (laughs) Playing all night long. All night long. And so I I don't know if you guys remember this, but (laughs) (laughs) after I had played golf with Nelly, he invited me to play poker with that crew. You didn't go? Well, I couldn't, dude. dude. You got to bail on your family for one night of poker. I couldn't. I mean, I'd already been away from my family for five or six hours playing golf. 
and then I'm in his poker weed room, and it's like I I can't just disappear for a day, right? That's good, good husband father work there, but it would have been tempting, obviously, and that's a chance of a lifetime. We'll take yeah. that one to and, your grave. But no, no, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, I hope his kids and his wife hear this, and they, <laughs> and that's what they think about someday. I mean, that's really cool. And Nelly told me, he goes, ah, oh, we would have taken all your money anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what a, okay, so you've got to. I did not know this part of the story. This is nuts. This is freaking nuts. And keep in mind, uh, and I didn't, I remembered it after playing the podcast last night. I told you guys a story where I, we met him at this place called Charlie's, and I later found out that he owned Charlie's. But they're going to be talking about this. There's a painting on his wall in the poker room of all the famous people playing poker at Charlie's. And one of the guys who's in the painting is one of the guys they're talking about this clip at number two. His man cave is the kind of place most guys can only dream about. The walls are covered with paintings, most of which have little to do with his basketball past and a lot to do with his poker pals. And these are just all the guys that play. I recognize Woody, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. And I recognize Owen Wilson. Owen. The game has long been a passion of Nellie's. Just feet away, there's the poker table, where Nelson spends most of his evenings. His table is legendary and includes the story of Greg Booth, a friend of Nellie's who came for poker one night and never left. He died right there, right in front of us. And the guy said, what should we do to Nellie? I said, he would want you guys to play. So you played around a dead guy? We did. Oh! For the record, they only played until the coroner came. Do you think much about mortality? Uh, the older I get, the more I think about it. Do you? Yeah. Does it scare you? No, I'm ready to go right now. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, did you hear what he just said? I'm ready to go right now. Okay, wait. I'm ready to go right now. A guy died at the table while they were playing poker? Yeah. Yes. And so they kept playing? They yes. just let him die and kept going. And not only that, Ben, <laughs> his ashes are in a cigar case hanging on Nelly's wall in the poker room. There's a picture of the guy <laughs> sitting there, and he's got an orange shirt just at the table with the with the hand of cards. <laughs> right? It's just a guy, just a generic guy. Yeah, the guy in glasses <laughs> looks and like an accountant or something. A cigar right under it, and there's his ashes are in that cigar. Oh my god, so freaking amazing! <laughs> hey, he would want you guys to keep playing. Well, he just played until <laughs> the coroner got there. So here's the thing that that uh, poker room. I think I told you guys this when I told the story. You just pull into the driveway, and it's uh, on a detached garage, so you don't even have to. I never went in Nelly's house. I just went in his poker room, which was above the garage. And so that's where these games go on all the time. But the other part of this story, and this was like ended up being a touching thing. You guys remember when Nelly was a Maverick, uh, the Maverick coach, his daughter, he never knew, showed up and said, hey, you had a weekend fling with my mom in 1968 and I'm your daughter. And so he immediately pulled her into the family. And, you know, Donnie very well. Donnie immediately made her his sister. And, you know, he's got other sisters. And so she immediately became a part of the family. Well, they interview her, uh, and it's emotional for her, but here's Nellie talking about his daughter. As he helped the Celtics win five championships, Nelson was completely consumed by the life of a pro athlete, becoming a player on and off the court. In those days, most guys, you know, were working the bars pretty good and on the road, and I started running around and met other ladies, and I fell into that. It was in Dallas in 1997 that his assistant brought him a life-changing letter one day, one that was simply marked confidential. I'll never forget it. 
The letter started out, Dear Mr. Nelson, in 1968, you met a young lady in Washington, D.C. And nine months later, I was born. And I almost <laughs> myself. I mean, can you imagine? It pretty much said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm your daughter. Lee Anderson says she always knew that she was adopted. You wrote a letter. Yes, and then I received a phone call, and the only thing I heard on the other side was, I never knew you existed. I never knew you existed. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We pull up the airport to pick her up, and uh, this beautiful six-foot blonde walks off the airplane. And I said, that's mine. She's mine. That day, <laughs> were you thrilled? Were you afraid? No, I mean, excuse me a minute. I, I have the same emotion today I had then. Really? I, mean, I was excited. I knew she was mine. You knew? Absolutely. Awesome. Wow. So he was cool? crying? Yeah. He's up? Wow. So, and then, I don't know, I can't remember if they got into it last night, but he told me this. So, dude, she lives next door. Mm-hmm. So he showed me the property. So he owns the property next door, and it's a chapel where people get married, and that's her business. So, like, Nellie bought all this property in Maui at different times. They didn't mention that last night. Okay. They, they bought all this property at different times, and where he lives... It's like a neighborhood. It's He owns a bunch of stuff in this town called Paia, which is the last stop when you go on the road to Hana. And there, that's like a hippie surfer town. It's a cool place. That's where that Charlie's place is. And he's got rental properties there. But where he lives is this beachfront house. And then next door is where his daughter lives. Uh, and she runs a chapel. And so people, she makes money off having these weddings there. And people get married there in Maui. So he was able to give... His daughter, he never knew till she was an adult, his whole career in Maui. So what a great thing for her. Donnie runs the damn Mavericks, and his other daughter runs a chapel in Maui, and he's been able to do all these different things. Man, I've I've not been there very many times. I think I've been to Hawaii twice, and each time it was, okay, how can I stay here? Yeah. I need to create a job here. How can I live here? Right. Um, And he's essentially done that. Just Mm -hmm. go move to paradise, live there. And and so, what are the weed laws there? Is it just is it legal there? Is so uh, it is legal, but I think it's I think it's only medical. You have your card. They mentioned that he's got his card. Okay, but dude, I I, w- I heard this in the podcast last night. I've forgotten about this. I asked him, "Do you have to have a permit to grow?" And he goes, "I, I think so. I think I have one." <laughs> just, just he's just such this hippie yeti outlaw gambling and- golfing. It's amazing. And oh, and was Brian, he golfing barefoot with you? Yes. He was golfing barefoot. Dude, he showed up five minutes before our tea time and just would drive up to the ball. I mean, it was it was so funny. I'll I'll blast that podcast. I mean, it's 49 minutes. It's long, but it is. It, I, oh. I listened to it last night for the first time since we did it a year ago, and it, it holds up. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. But, yeah, check out The Real Sports. There's also the dude from Barstool on it. It's, it's actually a, a really, really interesting episode, but great stuff there. From Don Nelson. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.